Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. What's better than this, the Draft Dudes Podcast? I am Joe Marino of NDT Scouting and FanRag Sports, joined as always by Kyle Krabs, who's the founder and director of scouting at NDT Scouting and uh, lead NFL draft analyst at FanRag Sports. We're the Draft Dudes Podcast, and uh, man, it is an exciting time here because it is Combine. Uh, it's here. It's here. The Combine is here. Kyle is in Indianapolis. Uh, I'm at home going to do a lot of administrative work for you guys that you'll see very soon. And um, it's it feels like we're finally really like full steam. You know, we've ran our, our first 10 yards of this 40-yard dash, and it's time to run the next 20 yards. And uh, this will be fun to get into uh, today. So, Kyle, what's going on, man? Hello, friends. Greetings. Uh really really excited for this week uh, i know we kind of alluded to it uh at the end of last week uh and, and on monday but this is kind of like the culmination right They're like this is like senior bowl is is like the kickoff and this is i don't want to say halftime but this is like it's officially on now you know we're we're dealing with full data sets about players and uh, for some people like myself, that's a much more excitable thing than others. But uh, I'm really excited to get these guys tested so that we have full profiles of players that we can give a full assessment and be able to say with confidence, uh, this is where this guy's going to finish in my, my evaluations. Yeah, what Kyle's referring to there is we're both numerical scoring, right? So this is data that we need to finalize our grades. And uh, every bit of this data is used in some way in, in a weighted scale in the way that we evaluate players. So this is going to finally allow us to uh, dip our paintbrush into that last little bit of paint and paint that full picture and, and start uh, getting some final grades and, and seeing how the board stack up. So uh, it's exciting to have 
been able to do so much work on the film side of things and uh, administrative data collection. And now it's uh, time to see, you know, how big these guys' hands are and how fast they run a 40-yard dash, And which leads us to our next point. There, there's oh, so much information. No. There's so much data coming. Kyle, like, what do we do with all this data? Tell the people you... how to contextualize it. <clears throat> I'm mad at you. You just you, – you did the 40-yard reference. You know, everybody uh, – they talk about the combine. What do they ask you? How fast did he run a forty? How, 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 how fast did he run a forty? Um, yeah, this is this is something I kind of touched on with my latest bit that I wrote for Fan Rag Sports um, that went live today, and that's talking about um, you know, how do you filter this data? And, and one of the things uh, that I have been tweaking throughout the course of my time with NDT Scouting, so the the past three and a half years now is working through historical data sets and looking at positional averages. And that's everything from uh, height, weight, arm length, hand size, uh, 40 yard dash, 10 yard split, vertical jump, bench press. The, the whole gauntlet is in looking at historical data sets uh, of each respective position that's passed through the combine over the past decade. And what I do with that information is I collect the mean and then I do a statistical analysis to look at, okay, Dalvin Cook ran a 4-4 flat 40-yard dash. In that particular score, that is X standard deviations away from the average score. And based on how far away, either plus or minus, uh, that number is from the average at that positional uh, test result, uh, the plus or minus off of the uh, average number of points that you can receive, uh, that player will receive. So if you're in the uh, 99th percentile, you're getting a full percentage of the possible points available. If you're getting in the 25th percentile, uh, you are getting uh, a notably lower than average score in that particular test. So uh, each one of the positions uh, that we look at uh, is graded on different tests based on how relevant it is uh, to the position that you play. So your quarterbacks are not going to test uh, their bench press, right? Like so. So for say for example, uh, the position group that I used for fan rag sports was edge defenders slash pass rushers, and uh, edge defender pass rushers one of the the select positional groups that looks at five tests. Uh, and this is strictly speaking athletically. I don't know, everybody's put through the same uh, paces as far as uh, the size portion of things. So you're looking at, for edge defenders, the five tests that I look at are the 40-yard, the 10-yard, the vertical jump, the broad jump, and the three-cone. Uh, so you're looking for 10-yard uh, split is initial explosiveness, first-step explosiveness. Your jumps are looking for lower body power and explosiveness. The three-cone drill is looking at change of direction skills and tilt ability. Uh, so, so there's some carryover and some, some relevance to these tests. Uh, bench, again, is, is not particularly – bench for me is more of a uh, do you work and do you take care of your body? You know, if you come in as a, a 240-pound guy and you're getting out bench pressed by the corners, you got a problem, right? Like we got to talk about what your work ethic is in the weight room. So, uh, edge defenders get put through those that scoring in each of those five categories we talked about: 40, 10, vert, broad, and three cone. 
And based on their statistical performance against the past 10 years of the combine, uh, that will give you some perspective on, athletically speaking, what quality of an athlete they are. And this was another interesting nugget that I threw in on this. And Joe, I'll leave you with this. so here, some notable edge defenders since I started working with this model of assessment that have scored notably well, as in they were uh, they received at least ninety percent of the possible points, which is an eight point one out of nine in the athleticism metric of their scoring uh, as pass rushers was Jadavion Clowney, D four, Khalil Mack. Anthony Barr, Vic Beasley, Daniil Hunter, and Leonard Floyd. That's a pretty nice, uh, some pretty nice company for those guys to be in. So there is some relevance if you know how to filter through all of the data. Yeah, and so that's uh, <laughs> that's what you hope to get, right? Is is data that reveals uh, you know success, and all of those guys certainly. Um, have have done well for themselves so far in their careers. Uh, one thing that I like to mention every time we talk about combine, particularly with the measurables, uh, you know, the height, weight, uh, hand size, arm length, and it's always important. There's certain thresholds that guys need to meet, right? And yes. you want your you want your offensive tackles to have. 33-inch arms and and all those types of things. But one thing that I like to mention is that it's only an issue if it's an issue, right? So one of the numbers that has already come out uh, from the Senior Bowl was a guy, Josh Reynolds, and his hand size was uh, eight and three quarters, which is a – or eight and seven-eighths, excuse me, which is a a smaller hand size. But does he have any issues catching the football? I, I don't think so. So uh, make sure that what you're what you're using the data that you're using uh, lines up with what you're seeing on film. If they're if they're fast on film, they should run a fast forty yard dash. That's what you want to see. It's we're looking for the the uh, the discrepancy stuff that um, uh, doesn't match up with what our eyes tell us from based on watching their tape, right? Because at the end of the day, your game tape is your resume, and all these other things are supplemental and they're important, but they're supplemental. So it really is a nice cross reference, and it's not the end all. Um, and, and to Kyle's point, it's it, there's a lot to it outside of just how fast they run a 40 yard dash. All the different tests are indicative of, of important things. So uh, with all that said, what we want to do now is take uh, a few names you know, on the, uh, that we're going to be predictive with and say, you know, these are the guys that are going to have a, a win. And these are guys that are going to have a loss. And we've got, uh, three each for each side of that. So, uh, Kyle and I are going to kind of banter back and forth for you here and talk about some guys that we think are going to win and lose. Yeah. And just a disclaimer, like a loss does not have to be like this disastrous, um, Combine performance. So, so the example I like to give is Eric Ebron. You know, when Eric Ebron came through the combine, it was, oh my goodness, did you see how fast Ebron's 40 time was? And Ebron ran a nice 40 time for a tight end, but his jumps were below average. Um, his bench was not particularly high. Uh, he was either average or below average in every other test outside of the long speed of the 40-yard dash. Uh, so that kind of we want to – I at least I want to make that point because some of the names I talk about are guys that um, are going to have a good test. you know. Uh, um, but 
you have if you want to say a player did well at the combine, you have to look at the the full picture as compared to just the forty, and that's why I gave Joe a hard time when he mentioned forty right off the bat because that's what everybody everybody's correlation with the combine is the forty time, but the agility work and the jumps, especially the jumps, I think are so much more important as far as being indicative of functional athleticism and things that are directly translatable. How many times in the game of football does somebody run 40 yards straight? It's such a limited snapshot, and it's great that speed is great to have. But change of direction and power are just as, if not more important. So I think when we get into winners and losers, I, I want to make that point because some of the names I talk about as being quote-unquote losers uh, – there's going to be guys that have a good test, but I think you have to have the full picture to to come out of this uh, smelling like a rose. So let's get rolling here. With you want to start with the uh, the projected winners? Yeah, let's let's uh, let's each give our three. All right. The first guy that I want to mention uh, as a as a potential standout is Houston cornerback Howard Wilson. Uh, I have been beating his drum on Twitter for the last few days after I got a chance to watch his tape. Uh, and, and I really like the uh, athletic profile that I see. Um, he's going to be a, one of those those taller, longer guys. You're going to wish he was a little bit thicker uh, and had a little bit more bulk. But um, he, is a, he is very explosive. I think he's going to run a great 40-yard dash to begin with. But where I think you'll see him really test well is in the change of direction skills. Uh, that, that short shuttle, that three cone is going to be nice. And I think this guy's going to jump out of the building. I think he's going to push for a forty-yard or a forty-inch vertical. So uh, you know, in a position where it does matter, like you've got to be athletic to play cornerback. Uh, I think everyone's going to be really anxious to go back and see the tape uh, of Howard Wilson, and he's going to test well. Yeah, uh, Joe's been really excited about this guy, and I've just finally got around to watching some Houston defense. Uh, with my assessments, I have not had the chance to do Howard yet, but I did do uh, Tyus Bowser, and Tyus Bowser uh, is a name that I think is going to show himself very well. He's starting to generate some steam in the media realm, and uh, uh, Bowser's listed at 244, and what really impresses me about him is his redirection skills. When you watch Bowser on film, uh, some of the pass drops that he has in transitional quickness, uh, the fluidity in the hips and the step efficiency to collect and redirect and change directions. And even as a pass rusher, when he's coming off the edge and his ability to turn the corner, work the hips and, and get himself across the face of an offensive tackle uh, is really, really impressive regardless of what his weight is. So, um, I'll, I'll, Joe, I'll double down on Houston guys. I think they've got a number of nice athletes on that defense. Uh, Steven Taylor's another one, the linebacker. Uh, he was f- uh, primarily a rush linebacker for them. But Bowser, I think, uh, has the chance to really solidify this this uh, excitement that you're starting to see in the media realm. And uh, it's a very real possibility that that excitement is stemming from what people are hearing from NFL teams. Yeah, my next guy is is one of my favorites in this class, Dorian Johnson, the guard from Pittsburgh. Uh, I've been talking about him for what has this been? Six months? <laughs> I mean, so, more than that. Yeah, it's been a while. It's June, probably June of last year, when we started our summer work for this uh, upcoming class. Uh, 
he's a guy that was a highly regarded uh, offensive tackle prospect. And he goes to Pitt and he plays guard, and uh, you can see why he why he's played offensive tackle in the past. His his um, his burst is really good, and that's kind of an odd thing to say for an interior offensive line, but you can just see how quickly he gets to the second level and, and seals linebackers and how quickly he pulls and gets into the boundary. I mean, this guy can move. Uh, yeah, so I think you're going to see that, that nice uh, 10-yard split from him, and uh, you know he's going to, I think, certainly test above average in all of the uh, different movement skills, and then you know I think he'll put up quite a few reps at 225. Uh, he's, a, he's a pretty powerful guy that he complements those movement skills with. And, um, you know, this uh, interior offensive line class is interesting. And uh, there's some players to like, but uh, a player that I think is going to emerge and then people are going to go to the tape and see the quality behind the movement skills that they see at the Combine. And Dorian Johnson is going to be somebody who is going to be a continual riser this weekend and up until the draft. Yeah, I'm going to keep mine. uh, First of all, hat tip to you. Uh, I was not especially high on Johnson's film after watching his his junior work, but his senior work, oh my goodness. <laughs> he um he's a really impressive blend and uh not traditional build for an offensive guard and I think maybe that's why he threw me a little bit when I first watched. Um but the more I watched the more I got to appreciate uh, the power in the hands. And the body positioning and the ability to uproot and get uh, get movement on the the uh, line of scrimmage and point of attack. So uh, I think he's got a really solid chance to be offensive guard number one in my rankings. He's currently slotted there with his film score. Uh, but I want to give a, a shout to an, another guy who I think is going to be a winner. And it's another offensive lineman. And he's got a couple things going for him that make me think he's going to test well. And it's Garrett Bowles from Utah. Uh, the first thing that stands out about Bowles and why I think he has a really strong chance to be a a strong tester is he's more physically developed than literally every other guy at the combine with the exception of like two guys. He's an older prospect. He's going to be 25 years old at the start of his rookie season. Uh, So he physically has had a few more years to work on his body and mature. And I think that's really going to stand out, especially when you consider the style of play that he has Uh, very quick, very fluid Uh, movement skills are particularly strong. The foot quickness is there. I think this is somebody you're going to see have a Taylor Lewan style combine uh, and really get people excited about what he brings to the table from an athletic standpoint. And the offensive line is not a position group that athleticism testing is, is anything more than a footnote for a majority of guys. Uh, but bowls, you see, the quickness you see the leg drive you see the the power in the lower half for the ability to uproot guys and and take guys for some pretty impressive rides so i think when you combine the fact that bowls is a a physically mature prospect and the fact that he plays with athleticism and and functional athleticism i think you'll see his testing reflect that yeah my uh my last guy that i think is going to stand out is another one of my favorites for a long time and that's uh, Vanderbilt linebacker Zach Cunningham, and uh, I did a piece on him, uh, came out on Sunday for FanRag Sports about 
what the demands are on today's NFL linebackers and, and the movement skills that they need to have and the ground that they need to be able to cover against today's modern NFL offenses where, you know, they're predicated on spacing and finding those athletic mismatches so that you can have a quicker guy against a slower guy running away from them. And, and we see this uh, all the time. And, and so Zach Cunningham uh, is kind of that nice chess piece where he's got great length and size, uh, but he also moves. He's very fluid. He's the kind of guy that um, is able to work out towards the numbers and make plays outside the numbers, and he's fluid in his pass drops, um, and uh, he's got a really nice closing burst, uh, so, so much so that I think it creates some issues with squaring up and, and not being in a great position to make tackles. But So what I'm saying all that to say is that what you see on tape I think is really going to show up with this athletic athletic testing and um, we're going to see a guy that we think is a rangy guy and he's going to back it up with movement skills and um, you know how quickly you think about that play I I can't get it out of my head the play against Georgia when he is uh, lined up basically the fourth down play it's the fourth and one for the game game on the line he's lined up uh, like in the opposite a gap and he flows into the boundary and and takes down Isaiah McKenzie on an off tackle run. I mean, just unbelievable short area, quick and bursts. And, and that's going to show up. I really believe so in this testing and, um, uh, yeah, well, look for him to kind of, kind of win the day from the linebackers from, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, no, I had a really hard time keeping those, this the three, but the last guy I want to talk about is uh, Adore Jackson from USC. Um, I know uh, Elliot from uh, NDT Scouting did his film assessment recently, and uh, he he reached out to both myself and Joey and said, wait, like, Adore is actually like really good. <laughs> and um, you know, he's a comparable athlete to Jabril Peppers, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's near as dense as Peppers, uh, which makes a difference, but I think as far as the dynamic, like just otherworldly, like you want to know what kind of, like what species is Adore Jackson? Cause he can't be human for what, like what he's able to make his body do is just ridiculous. Uh, high end speed, uh, huge levels of range of motion and flexibility, uh, which does very well and lends itself very well. This is where my background in, uh, uh, human kinetics comes in handy. Uh, that, that range of motion, is very useful for maximizing applications of power uh, because you're able to press and extend and get those muscles to fire all the way through your complete range of motion and get that extra lift or extra distance or extra stride length to help you eat up space. And you see all of that with Jackson and what he's able to do on the football field. Uh, He is in a very rare stratosphere as far as just dynamic athletes that are going to come in and he gets knocked because he had like five like really ugly reps this year but i challenge you if you're listening to this before they test at the end of the combine watch adore's tape and you will see so many examples of just dynamic movement skills i think he's going to have just an awesome awesome week man i i feel like transitioning to the other side like we'd be remiss if we don't mention obi melifon with a yukon safety i was waiting for it yeah and i can't, we can't we can't move on without mentioning it, right six four two twenty, and he's he's like a gazelle moving uh and um yeah i think that everyone's i mean not that we're going against the grain right everybody knows and believes that obi's going to do well but 
um, you know, the, the chatter is going to be loud <laughs> once uh, everybody can uh, validate, you know, that speed, that range at that size with that type of uh, loose fluidity in the hips to, to shift gears and change directions, man, I, uh, he is going to blow this thing up. Um, Speaking, I'm going to cut you off. I got a couple over unders for you. I'm going to blitz you here on the spot. Oh boy. Miles Garrett. Okay. Let's talk, let's talk about miles uh, over under four, six, five on the 40. What do you think? Under. Under, I think under as well. Um, over under 38 inches on the vertical. For miles? For miles. Under. Under. Uh, yeah. Really? Yeah, I, I mean, that, that I, if he jumps 37 or 36 inches, that's fine. I just, I think that would be. No, man, I think, I think he's, I think I'm calling my shot. He gets 38 and a half. Okay, so it's barely over. I mean, I don't. It, it's a, I'm taking the over. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> Eddie, do you do you have a just throw a dart at the board? This will be our last one, and then I'll let you uh, get on with your your podcasting. Okay. Uh, uh, ten yard split. Give me a number for miles. Yeah, for miles. Oh, give me a ten. One six five. Oh man, that's low. <laughs> Come on now. What do you want to try got? again? One five. One. That's high. Or that? I'm sorry. That's that's um that's fast. Well, somewhere in the middle. The truth is somewhere in the middle, right? Okay, so you just gave a range of like two tenths of a second. <laughs> what do you got? Uh, I'm saying one five seven. Okay. Ten yard split. That Calling would, my shot. That would be reasonable. That would be outstanding. What about Bye. you? I'm gonna get, I got to give you one now. That's fine. Yeah, go All ahead. Right. Jabril, Jabril Peppers, 4 4 okay. oh, 40-yard dash, uh, over, under. Under. Ooh, so he's a 4-3 guy, huh? Yeah, he's four three eight. And then I saw this one, and this kind of blew my mind. Uh, this is an actual prop bet on John Allen's bench press. 45? 45? No. That's, that's... I, will, I, will, I will take the under regardless <laughs> of who you are. I will take the under if you're over under is 45 reps. That's that's really what it's at. I read an article today on on the prop bets, and that was one of them. John Allen, 45. No I was like, yeah, everybody, conventional wisdom says the under. But now, look, if he goes 46, 7, 8, something like that, we're going to know something was up with that. So There is absolutely no way. <laughs> so you, Everybody go make that bet. You ready to, to shift gears here to the L's? Yeah, let's talk about some – again, it's quote-unquote losers. Because I I don't think you would have to have just like a Paul Dawson sized combine to be considered a full on loser walking out of the combine. Who was that uh, Mississippi State receiver, Darunya Wilson? Uh, yeah, who ran like the four eight? Oh yeah, like a four eight two. Yeah, I hope we don't see any of that. But um, okay, so this is this is a really weird transition. But uh, uh, oh, the... remind, remind me at the end, I got another another on the spot question for you. Okay, all right, we'll get to it. Uh, so I'll, I'll start us off here. Uh, a guy that I think is going to uh, underperform, whatever we want to say, is uh, is East Carolina wide receiver Zay Jones. There's some buzz around him. He had a really nice senior bowl. First he, round buzz. Yeah, first round buzz from Big Draft Media. Uh, really smooth. You love the routes. You love the hands. But I think his physical uh, movements are, are ordinary. Um, I don't expect him – to have a, a great 40-yard dash. One of my notes here is that 
he has very apparent build-up speed, so it takes him quite a bit to get to that top gear, and I think that's going to really hurt his 40-yard dash time. Um, I think he's smooth, but that doesn't necessarily mean he's quick. So I'm not sure, you know, how those uh, how that short shuttle is going to be or that three cone. Um, and and I, he's not a guy that, you know, dominates one-on-one jump balls and elevates for the football and high points, climbs the ladder. He doesn't do those types of things. Um, so he's more of a, a of a separation type guy, running good routes, good timing, that type of stuff. And, you know, we'll see if everybody's still pounding the table for him in the first round after he's very ordinary to below average in, the, you know, the, the prized athletic testing that everybody values so much for wide receivers. Yeah, my first one is a name that uh, he's not as hot as Zay. Uh, he had a, just as sex, successful of a senior bowl. Uh, Jordan Willis from Kansas State. Uh, I This is one of those ones where, you know, you talk about a guy who's going to have a good test. Uh, his straight line speed is good, and I would expect he's going to have a, uh, a nice 40 time that's somewhere in the 4.6 range, like 4.65, 4.68, something like that. Um, He's expecting to run faster than that. Um, but you watch his corner ability. You watch his, his mobility in the lower half, and he, he really struggles to turn the corner. So I would expect you get into the uh, shuttle drills with him and the agility drills, uh, that three-cone time, that short shuttle. I don't think those are going to be very good at all. Uh, I think those will be bad scores for him, historically speaking. Uh, so... This is another example of somebody who I just want to emphasize. Don't base a player's success at the combine on their 40 time. And I guarantee you, you're going to see people talk about when Jordan Willis, Willis runs in the four sixes. You're going to people talk, hear people talk about how good his combine was. When look at those agility scores, I would be highly surprised if he runs anything other than below average numbers on those agility scores. My next guy is another one that people are getting excited about, and uh, I don't know why, because the tape's not that good, and uh, I think he's going to be very clunky here at the scouting combine, and that guy is Bucky Hodges, the wide receiver wannabe tight end for Virginia Tech. Um, you know, he's a he's a quarterback. Uh, he was recruited four-star quarterback to Virginia Tech, and he found his way to the wide receiver tight end position. And, um, you know, he's obviously – Stop saying tight end. Well, people he's think not he's a tight, a tight end. end but he's not a tight end. He's not a tight end because the next time he lines up at tight end will be the, the first time. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, he's obviously very raw in that transition. He, he looks like a quarterback trying to play wide receiver. But, um, you know, it, it, he, he's all size, right? He wins because he's 6'7", 200. 40 pounds or whatever he is. And, uh, you know, he's able to provide that catch radius and, you know, he can just let out leverage guys. Um, but in terms of his movement skills, Oh, it's build up. It's heavy foot. Um, you know, this actually could be a Derenio Wilson, you know, honestly type type performance. I don't think, uh, people are going to walk away with a great impression of the, uh, total movement skills and, um, and just change direction and all the all that stuff from from Bucky Hodges. Uh, he, he's clunky, and um, you know I think that's another guy who the uh, the sizzle is going to fade quite a bit. Sure, and uh, Razul Douglas from West Virginia. His ball skills um, are, are pretty solid. You know he found the football quite a bit this past year. Uh, had an, a large number of interceptions, and he's a name that 
Uh, you're hearing some positive buzz for as far as being a, a high and potential starter, and I think in the right scheme he can be. Uh, I wrote about him. He was one of the names that I mentioned in my piece for FanRike Sports, and the very first nugget that I, I dropped was uh, he's a good showcase for a non-universal prospect. If you play turn and run, if you play off man, uh, Douglas is an example of too too much size is a bad thing. Uh, he's a legit six two, and that length is really detrimental when it comes time for him to collect himself and change directions. Uh, so Douglas may very well run a, a nice, solid four fives forty yard dash. Uh, but again, you can start getting into uh, redirection skills. And I don't think Douglas, because he's so long, anatomically speaking, those steps take longer for him to pick up and put down. I don't think in comparison to the past 10 years of corners that have gone through the combine, Douglas is going to have particularly favorable agility scoring. That does not mean he's a bad player. It just means you have to understand as you're going through the assessment of these players, uh, if you are running a lot of coverages that require guys to mirror early on or flip the hips and turn and run up the field without be giving them the ability to impact and collision at the line of scrimmage, Douglas is not going to be a player that's particularly high on your board. Kyle, are there any other, uh, you know, L's that you want to get into here? Because I got some, I got a few more prop ups I want to get into with you. Okay, yeah, like you do prop ups. I got a question for you right away. All right, go ahead. I gotta get, my, I gotta eat while I can here. Okay. Uh, how many wide receivers do you think David Njoku is going to outrun in the 40? Ooh, uh, so we have – I have this data at my fingertips on receivers. So we've got 30 – oh, no, we've got 58 wide receivers there. Yeah. Njoku's going to run four fives. Um. I mean, it's at least 15 or 20, right? Yeah, we'll set it at 25. 25? Yeah. 20 to 25. You think he'll run faster than half the wide receivers there? That's not quite half. It's pretty darn close, Joe. Right. Yeah, almost half. Yeah. I think he's a special special athlete. Okay. So, all right. Now, now this this goes without saying. uh, He's added 30 pounds to his frame since he got to Miami. And it looks like he's retained (laughs) every bit of it. Of that athleticism, yeah. Um, so I mean, he's he's a special case. Him and OJ Howard, I think, are both going to run comparable long speed. Uh, OJ's probably going to have some better initial burst, uh, but they're both a load, and they both get up to top speed pretty quickly. Um, I think OJ runs better than David, but I think both are going to run better than like half the wide receivers there. Are you ready for a blitz of of prop? Yeah, right. let me hear him. Hit, hit him quick. Hit him quick. Don't think too hard. All right, ready? Deshaun Kaiser, 40-yard dash time. Uh, over, under, 4-6-3. <laughs> over? It's <laughs> not going to be close. <laughs> Deshaun Watson, 40-yard dash time. Over, under, 4-6 flat. Oh, um, under, but close. Marshawn Lattimore, 40-yard dash time. Over, under, 4-4-5. Um, under. Special athlete. Ooh, that's a big dude moving. Uh, Leonard Fournette, forty-yard dash time over under four four three. Oh, jeez. <sighs> over by like two two hundredths of a second. Ooh, barely. 
Dalvin Cook, 40-yard dash time, 4-4-0. Under. Mike Williams, bench press reps, 20. Mike Williams, like Clemson Mike Williams? Yeah, yeah. Uh, under. Those are long arms. All right, last one for you. Christian McCaffrey, 40-yard dash time, 4-5-2, over, under. Under. Let me, give, let me give you one more. This this might actually cause you to think. So I'll ask the question slow so you have a chance to get your thought together. Is there one test, there one certain thing that's going to happen across these 330-plus players that you think is the most important uh, piece of data for that particular prospect that's going to be very defining in, in the perception and ultimately the value of a particular player? Yeah, that is tough. Um, for for me, so I've had time to think about this. I I think yeah, it, I think it might be Mike Williams' forty yard dash. Yeah, but uh, I understand why because there's this narrative that he can't separate. Mm-hmm. Um, and it will be very um, defining, right? Yes. To be able to see how long see, you could tell him that delaying this, can't you? You can, but I think um, I think I'll, and I'll elaborate to give you a second here to to be able to answer this. But Mike Williams, with that narrative, okay, he doesn't he doesn't separate all that well, but he's great in contested catches and et cetera. I think if he goes and runs somewhere in the four fours, even if it's four four eight, something like that, that people are going to. It's not even going to matter that he didn't separate on tape. They're going to be saying, oh, he's a 4-4 guy. And I think for him, it could be – I think it's just the one number that's going to come in that could help a, a player more than any other piece of data that we're going to get over the next uh, you know, four or five days. I got gotcha. you. All right. TJ Watt 10-yard split. That's interesting because I did his film today, and, and I'm, I, I'm very – that's good. I want to hear you talk about that. Yeah, so Watt – like. He's going to get hammered because he's going to be small. I think if he comes in at 250, it's a win for him. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it's just really evident that his frame right now, like having only been on the defensive side of the ball for two years, uh, that that development and filling out of the frame and embracing being a defensive player, not having to to run routes like he was as a tight end, um, that's still a work in progress. And... Uh, I, I got into this with Matt Waldman a little bit with our RSP filming that I did with Matt, but uh, his functional strength is not bad. He just needs to have everything aligned properly. So he's he's got to have to have that agility and twitch if he's going to find success early in his career. I think his three- and five-year projections are extremely favorable, Um but Watt has to have uh, some nimbleness to him, which you see, and there's some anticipatory skills which really help him in that regard as well. Um, and he's got great pop in his hands, but he's got to have to show as a pass rusher uh, that he can win off the edge and win off the edge consistently. And uh, Watt had a number of showcases, I think, really down the stretch. I think the Michigan State was was like the first flat, or the Michigan game was the first flash of it, and you saw the Penn State game, uh, and you saw a lot more flashes later and later down the year. But uh, Watt's got some juice. He just doesn't get credit for it because um, 
people are seem to be really caught up and sucked into the fact that he's light in the trunk and he doesn't always play with power because he's not a filled out frame yet. But uh, Watt's ability to show that he's got twitch and is able to win off the edge with that initial first step is going to be huge as far as evaluators getting comfortable with talking about this guy in, in the stratosphere. I think he deserves to be talked about. Yeah, and uh, you know, just a quick uh, shout out to what Kyle and I are going to be doing uh, on the combine, and I'll let I'll let Kyle share for himself uh, what's happening. But for me, guys, I am going to be providing you real time uh, numbers. So as information becomes available, you know how you know the height, weight, hand size, arm length. As that information is available. I'm delivering that for you in a spreadsheet that will be on FanRag Sports. Uh, also, uh, real-time tracking of results. So when they run their first 40 and 10, as soon as we have official numbers on all the testing, I'm going to be updating in real-time, slaving away at these numbers. So uh, make sure that you keep track of that uh, on FanRag Sports because that's going to be a great tool uh, for you to be able to kind of just see everything, a, a bird's-eye view of, of exactly what's happening. Yeah, and I'm your eyes on the ground here. Uh, I am in Indianapolis for the Combine through Sunday. Uh, So my objective is to um, get the chance to speak with prospects. Uh, I have a couple guys I'm I'm married to the idea of getting a chance to speak with, looking at you, Mitch Trubisky. Um, But outside of that, uh, I think a lot of my my player interactions are going to be uh, a path of least resistance. Uh, we'll take the chance that you, know, you got 58 wide receivers in a room and you sit them all down for media availability. Uh, people are going to want to talk to a lot of the same guys, so I'm just going to try and uh, be a sponge and talk to guys and, and bring all of that to you and bring nuggets to you guys throughout the course of the week uh, as I'm able to collect them through FanRag Sports. So uh, consider me your, your f- uh, front lines guy for the NFL Combine, and I'm looking forward to bringing all of that to you guys. Yeah, man, we got him. We got you covered. Yeah, and that is going to do it for us today. Thank you very much for listening. Joe and I uh, will be back in some capacity on Friday. Uh, we're still figuring out logistics since I am in Indianapolis, but we'll have something nice teed up for you guys. Don't worry. Uh, in the meantime, thank you very much for listening today. Uh, we ask that you continue to listen to the Draft News, and you can do so by clicking that little subscribe button no matter where you're listening at. Uh, subscribe, whether it's iTunes, Audio Boom. Uh, Podbean, you know, uh, Joe. What other crazy ones have we heard that people listen to us on? Oh man, there's so many. Google Play. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We actually had a request to get on Spotify, which Stitcher. is not a bad idea. Yeah. I mean, uh, so, so subscribe, subscribe to the show, please. Uh, let us know how we're doing. Uh, we've gotten a lot of great reviews and feedback so far, and we would love to continue to hear what you guys think. So uh, that ball is in your court, guys. Uh, let us know what you think. Let us know what you want to hear. Let us know what you think of the structure. Um, and we will take all of that feedback to heart, and we sincerely look forward to bringing you the best podcast coverage on the NFL draft uh, that we possibly can and we look forward to you guys being along for the ride. Signing off for Joe Marino, I am Kyle Krabs of NDT Scouting and Fan Rag Sports. Let's enjoy the combine, guys. There's plenty of time left for great grilling. At Safeway, you'll save on quality steaks perfect for the occasion. Fire up the grill for USDA Choice Boneless Top Sirloin Steaks, just $4.77 a pound. Throw on Colorado-grown Olathe Corn, 8 for a dollar. 
and get a jump start on back to school with our mix and match buy two get two on Kellogg cereal, Sunshine Cheese Crackers, and Nutrigrain bars and fruit snacks. See store for details. Some limits may apply. Safeway, it's just better. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.